I'm Rachel. And I'm Rosie. And, and this, this is Partial Divas. A weekly Total Divas recap podcast in which we worship our favorite women in the WWE. And assess the importance of femmes in wrestling. This episode features special guest Lindsay York of Bloomington, Indiana. A lifelong wrestling head and proud feminist, we discuss the first ever Women's Royal Rumble of 2018 and compare it to rumbles of yore and women's place in them before the so-called Divas Revolution began. Okay, so, Season 7, Episode 12, the Breaking finale. the News. The second part of a two-part season finale. <coughs> um, we start with Ms. and Maurice freaking out about a bee in their car. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, that's really all there is to that scene. Mike is more afraid of the bee than Maurice. Yeah. It's just sort of a cute, cold open. Cute moment of truth. They're really, like, the brightest spot in what I have to say is, like, a pretty lame episode. Yeah. Um, but they are great. I mean, they're great all the time, but... Anyways, we're in Denver at Raw. Um, someone's kid is backstage showing Alexa... Her finishing move, I could not figure out whose child it was or if it was like a make a wish kid. Or seemed something. like a make a wish kid. Yeah, Alexa's it didn't being look very all cute. That to me, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, maybe maybe she's a make a wish sister or something. Alexa was being cute with her. Uh, Nikki shows up backstage with uh, Artem, her dancing partner from Dancing with the Stars, who works. Nikki like, <laughs> gives us an in the moment where she like Talks about how how cool it is that she got this guy. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. I've never watched an episode. This is the most. I have never either. This is the most exposure I've had to it. She so, does seem. It does seem like she's like stoked. Like Artem is like a good one to get. He's and I'm like just this like, like who is Artem? He's like this cute muscular Russian boy with blonde hair. Seems seems Fine. like it would be a, a good person to have as your dance partner. She's gushing about him. Uh, they call Bree. Um, and it's just Birdie on, in the, in the video In the FaceTime. <laughs> um, Bree wants to come to LA a couple days early. Um, Nikki's like, ooh, but no. See, I that's don't have cute. Time. But, I, that's how, she's like, work first. Um, then we have Nikki coming out and doing a Dancing with the Stars promo on Raw. I don't remember oh, right. this at Oh. That the WWE totally has backed Nikki being on Dancing with the Stars with like everything within them from the internet and the website and the journalism about it to the actual yeah spot on Raw where she comes out with this guy and it seems like the audience really loves it. But see, I don't, I, I just, I don't remember this being on Raw. I was watching Raw at the time pretty regularly. I've been a little bit less steady recently. Well, maybe it didn't make it onto TV. That's what I'm saying. I think that they literally shot this on commercial break and just used this maybe as promotional content for Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars and Total Divas. Yeah. I mean. But it was it was a weird segment, but she's like, do you guys want to see a little taste of what we've got? Oh, yeah. And then she just power bombs it. Yeah. And it's cool. Which is, like, strangely, <laughs> like, you know, uh, uh, what it is. What's, it's just sort of a um, spoiler to what her actual performance is with him because, you know, again, spoiler alert, she actually gives him the powerbomb 
on the Dancing with the Stars yeah, episode, to end too, the episode, which, which is just or like, not not to end the episode or end their dance routine or whatever. It, right? That's not when they were eliminated. That's, that's not when they were eliminated. No, she just is power bombing people with Dancing with the Stars. Anyway, it seemed like it seemed effective. It was effective advertisement. It was just kind of funny that it wasn't televised and <laughs> that. It was so Russell-centric. Like, it just seems like WWE was just so 100% on board with trying to capitalize off of this show. Right. For their own brand. Yeah, they seem more than happy to put, like, the full weight of their support behind behind Mickey. And it's just, uh... It's weird, because when you hear about it on the show, it feels like... Or on Divas, it feels like kind of like her leaving WWE. And obviously she's not. It's a WWE reality TV show that she's on telling us about it, but yeah, so then to see, like, in retrospect, now, you know, both shows have aired, um, yeah, they clearly were, were, they were back, they were trying to get some WWE fans, they were trying to get those crossover Dancing with the Stars WWE fans, they're like, oh, these people are athletic and do crazy things with their body, they're gonna love us. I have to say, I will consume everything the WWE puts out, basically, and I didn't even think about tuning in to watch Mickey on Dancing with Oh, the no, Stars. I definitely didn't watch like, it. Like, it didn't even occur to me, and I'll watch The Miz host the challenge all day. Dancing with the Stars is just, like, I don't know what about it exactly, like, makes it unappealing to me. It's completely I love unappealing. tons of trash TV, like, obviously, here we are. It's, like, worse but, than American Idol. It's, it's, it's just, I like, would watch American Idol before Dancing with the it's Stars. It's just B-list, like, talent show stuff, where your celebrities, like, very D-list celebrities, no offense, Nikki, come out and dance with really amazing dancers who probably hate their job, uh, and you know, get judged. I don't know. I think that it was a long shot for WWE to put <laughs> so many, uh, so much effort into that, into that venture. But this is like a, um, it's on its 25th season, though. This is a successful Oh, it's a TV very show. successful TV television the show. People watch who watches it? Because it's not me. I feel like babysitters watch it. I don't know. Is this family-friendly entertainment that we've heard so much about? Like, is that is that what it's for? It's, like, for the kids? Can you put that on silent, please, ma'am? Oh, I'm waiting for my beer. Oh, ew. Moving on. Oh, no, not quite. Okay. I really thought it was really cute when uh, Naya and Alexa are in the ring, and, you know, they're still doing the best friends thing, and Alexa's on uh, Naya's shoulders, and they... The belt is up, and then Nia's just like, eh, no, you know, we're and done with this storyline. Yeah, no, that was, like, that was a cool moment on TV, and I, like, sort of confused, I think they, um, I don't know, like, why didn't that continue? Because there's no storyline between the two of them. Anymore. Right, yeah, no, it's just, um, because I remember that moment happening and thinking it was a sick heel turn, and I just cannot remember at all what came out. Nothing, afterwards. yeah, nothing has really happened. Well, they had to keep Alexa the heel, I guess. Right. So they couldn't have... So they just, you know, yeah, Alexa has to become a face. Naya can't be a face to them because she's big. Yeah. So they don't understand. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Colorado Springs, uh, SmackDown, our only glimpse of Trinity this entire episode. Um, she's talking to Lana backstage, or she's talking to Natty backstage. Yes. 
And uh, it comes out that TJ is gonna be um, helping to train Lana. And Trinity asks, why isn't Rusev training her? And Natty says that they tried that. It and backfired because he wanted to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, of course. Um, and then Natty gives us, you know, basically tells us that TJ isn't um, emotionally ready for the ring. Because he got injured a few years back. And he's working in production now for WWE, which I didn't know, which is interesting. So yeah, I guess no, that's why we see him occasionally back in, in the backstage. See, I thought, because the only time that we'd seen him, like, recently was, like, at SummerSlam. And I kind of just thought he was just there. No, I totally um, got the uh, impression that he was, like, doing production type of shit. It seems like... He had that, like, demeanor. Why do they all wear that same type of, like, Shane McMahon or whatever? Not him. What's the Vince, Vince McMahon suit? Yeah. It's a suit. Yeah. yeah it's like She's the not broad shoulder t-shirt, whatever. Right? <laughs> not Shane. V-neck like, cool sneakers oh, yeah. and dad jeans. And just gonna dance his way. Okay, anyway. Uh, enough of Shane. Um, okay, but, but yeah, so okay, so just working production, um... But she feels like for some reason that that he that if he trains Lana because he trained her and we have like TJ training other WWE uh, women's wrestlers has been a plot point that's made Natty angry before. I'm trying to remember if it I was mean, Eva or Summer Rae who TJ was supposed to be training before he got. Oh, injured. I think there was some. It was Summer Rae, and she got like extremely ex- same ups- situation jealous about it. So this TJ injury story. While Natty comes across as sympathetic and somewhat genuine here, yeah, but I mean, she doesn't. It's because she it's never, she never gives TJ any credit though. She like constantly thinks that she, unless this is all just like a lie or some produ- producer like finagled situation, but she never thinks that he's gonna be confident in who he is. Maybe because she's not confident in who she is or who he is. But also, I think that there's an element of like. You know when, like, your boyfriend teaches you to play guitar, and you're like, I now play guitar, kind of. Like, aren't I cute? Me and my boyfriend, we play guitar. And then he's, like, gonna, like, offers his services to some other girl. Like, he's gonna teach her how to play guitar, too. And you're like, wait, that was our thing? Like, I think, like what if she, she's better she at guitar than me? because, like, there was, like, a closeness to her learning that from Exactly. Yeah, like, like, they got intimate while she was learning from him. So she associates Except him as a not trainer with the like, she's literally known him her entire life. And they, like, right? Like, that's, like, the whole story with them. Well, like, yeah, I guess, I, I don't remember how long they know each other, but a very long time. Right. But, and definitely before they started training together. So but she I, just needs to, like, be, it's, yes, you're right, like, that's totally accurate. That's how she's acting. It's just so dumb It's me. really frustrating. Oh, but then we get a really great, uh, like, you know, she's like, of oh course, she's going to start scheming. What is she going to say? She's going to make up some c- completely insane lie. The thing that she starts with is, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I, he, uh, an ST, I, I think y'all tell her she, he has, like, scabies or something. No, no. So she starts with the flu. She says, what about the flu? And Trinity's like, no, 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 no. They could, they could work through it. Yeah. Um, and she's like, what about scabies? And Natty's like, that's. That's an STD. <laughs> no, she says, yeah, yeah, no, Natty says we should tell her that she has an STD, and Trent says, scabies ain't an STD, and it almost sounds like she says, 
Skadies ain't an STD, bitch. Which I really love because I think she was gonna say bitch, but then maybe she wasn't sure if she could because there were cameras. So she said, Skadies ain't an STD, bitch. <laughs> Which I loved. And yeah, again, sometimes that the education that these women have received, that to not know the difference between STD and scabies, but... Look, although, I'm gonna be real, though. Like, like, scabies, I mean, it doesn't have to be an STD. Oh, no, it's disgusting. If somebody had scabies, I would not train with them. And like, it can be. You know, you can get it that by having sex with someone. It's not the point, but, like... I mean, I guess, yeah. Okay. The only time I've been afraid of having it has been after I've had sex with someone who then told me they had it, and I was like, this is not real. He did not just... <laughs> it goes away. I lived in a house that was famous for its scabies outbreaks, and I, by the time I lived there, there was not a trace. Yeah, I mean, I never had it. I never got it. But I was really paranoid a couple of times after sleeping with, like, two old boys. Oh, yeah. Well, that's um, another, a whole other episode. <laughs> uh, so, moving on, we're back with our little rays of sunshine. Ms. Maurice. Eminem. And, and maybe they will have an a M- uh, baby, baby and they can be triple M like triple B because we got Bree, Birdie, and Brian. Now we can have Ms. Maurice and whoever the hell. I can't uh, wait to find out. Can't wait to find out either. We get to meet George Mizanin and Barbara. Well, we met Barbara already. Oh, I thought we had met both of them before. No, just jo- oh, just, just Barbara. Barbara. George, but we find out that the Mizanins have been divorced for twenty years. Yet yeah, but clearly they're, still- they're like. So tight. They're totally friends. Like, <laughs> it really gives me like hope in my own personal life that like yeah you, that you can just have a relationship with your ex that's like yeah we're going out to dinner cracking some cracking some inside jokes together like they no seem big. like so cool together. I really Barbara like them. I really like Barbara and George. Like it's just a really funny family. Um, and they tell they make George fun of the cameras. They're like. They're, oh. like, so real. They're, like, so, okay, like, they're, like, Mom, Dad, I have this, like, huge secret you announcement. It's secret. absolutely secret. They're just, like, staring at the cameras, like, son, like, uh, yeah, do you George realize? Like, uh, uh, I mean, maybe we should tell the cameras to Maybe away. we should turn the cameras <laughs> off, like, and Ms. is like, no, 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 Dad, that's not how this works. Like, Maurice by the time we're cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute. And, like, Barbara looks horrified. She's like, what on earth are they about to tell me? Like, they just got famous from a porn, didn't they? Like, you can already see it, like, in her face. Barbara's like, got an emotional face. Yeah. Um, okay, but so then Miz tells them basically the same way that Maurice told him. It's such a cute, like, it's so clear how they're inspired by each other. Because he drops, he pulls up the video and drops the autogram video down to them. And he's like, congratulations, Grandma, Grandpa. It's just, like, exactly what she did with the pregnancy Exactly, test. yeah. Like, like, he's just like, it's it's very cute. It's very cute. Barbara bursts into tears. And Maurice, like, it was interesting. I really thought that her, like, I mean, she is an impeccably, like, like, I don't even know, like, just fancy-ass babe. Like, she's just a very, like, she's put to fucking gather. So, like, I don't know if it was just her being so put together or what, but I felt like her reaction was, like, almost strangely insincere or un like just like like unaffected just like totally nonplussed by Barbara's like weeping about the baby and she's just like oh yeah that's yeah it's happening I think it's her <laughs> Frenchiness I know and I was like, gonna say maybe it's a cultural thing like it like it's she definitely has different mannerisms and like yeah it, it was like something about it was just 
so touching that she didn't process it well at, yeah. in the moment. But then the camera's like, you know, when she's having her like little one-on-one with the camera, she's like, oh my god, that was so touching. It was one of the most amazing moments. Like, seeing Barbara's reaction yeah, to our announcement yeah. was one of the most amazing moments. But then, the, like, the cameras go back to the restaurant, and she's sit- sitting there, like, very uncomfortably. <laughs> it was cute. It was very cute. I love her so much. I do, too, so much. angel. Uh, George points out that they sold their house a couple they of times. They don't have a house. <laughs> um, and it's like, where are you guys going to live with the baby? Uh, Timing is everything. That seems to be the quote that they keep saying. They said it like Marisa's last episode, too. Marisa's obsessed with saying that timing is everything about this baby. It's it's come at a very awkward time for them. I it's just don't know, like, when, slam, an, uh, when would it be an awkward time because they're in the WWE? I mean, that is absolutely true. And like, it, does, that's, that's it like, does seem like this baby wasn't totally planned, you know, but timing is everything, and money is everything. They have money. They'll figure it out. Uh, They have so much money, clearly. Like, they're doing better than, um, the only... Well, they flipped that house for, like, an an atrocious amount of money. Like, and that wasn't even WWE related. They were, like, good at flipping property. Right. Apparently, that's, like, a thing that they just do together. Yeah, it's, like, a hobby that rich people have. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, (laughs) but, like, the only, the only couple on, um, on Divas that's comparably rich to them is Nikki and Cena. Yeah. Um, everybody else has less money. Like, Natty's got, like, money. She's fine, but they're, like, they don't have the same kind of money. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, there's a difference. What? So, anyway, they'll figure it out. Moving on, we get to, uh, Nikki's rehearsals in L.A. Uh, it's kind of a, like, quick scene, but she's cussing a little bit. She's a little confused. It's harder, harder than she realized it was going to be, which is so funny to me because I just think that, like, A, she looked amazing. Like, she never at all looked like she was confused that much or, like, her body wasn't, like, moving in an awkward way. See, I felt like Artem was, like, implying that she was, like, she was getting stuff wrong. Yeah, I mean, she was messing up the steps, but I really was impressed by how she, like, looked like she was moving like a dancer. Yeah. Like, and she was wearing those heels and stuff. That takes a minute, too. Like I know. no, I I, mean, I, I was hard. I was definitely impressed, but uh, but yeah, so we have that little scene, and yeah, Artem's a little like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, then we're in Tampa, and Natty and TJ's house. Yeah, and <laughs> Lana shows up. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Before she shows up, though, we get one brief second of what we want to imagine Natty and TJ's day to day is. <laughs> And they are Instagramming the cat. That's together. literally what they do. Like they are Instagram. I mean, that is that Joyful. is Natty's. Like they're very like like TJ's like oh like she needs to. <laughs> it's a passion. They have an entire like brand for their cat. They have like T-shirts. The cat has its own little like you know like manager. It's ridiculous. So of course, yes, they're enjoying themselves. A little bit of a Graham and the cat probably got more likes on the one picture they posted that episode than I've ever gotten on anything ever combined. The uh, Lana just shows up. So Lana shows up, and oh my god, she is really just not wearing very much clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Mom is there. Mom That's answers mom. the door. <laughs> Love her. And she just immediately, she's like, oh, that's quite an outfit. Quite an outfit you've got on. <laughs> and Lana is so, sort of just like, oh, this whole thing? And then 
like, immediately, I'm sorry, that more happens in this scene, but, like, then immediately, like, she's like, alright, I need to change. Like, she shows up in this insane outfit, and then five minutes into being at their home, asks to use a restroom so that she can change into appropriate attire to go train in. It was just like, what was the point of that, Lana? Like, you, you could have even changed in your incredibly fancy, like, limo or SUV or whatever it is you took whatever over. Whatever took you Like, what, if... Probably you, a Lyft, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, a regular-ass Lyft. Probably a Lyft. Alright, but anyway, <laughs> that just seemed ridiculous, and it definitely, like, if I... I like, the, any pause that it caused for, like, uh, Natalia, I think that was, like completely justified. Totally. Like, what on earth is her whole ass doing? She's trying to push Natty's buttons at this right, point. Right, <laughs> right, right. And in between going to change and showing up, she still has time to put on Natty's fucking gear Right! Oh my gear. god! And she puts on the heart She's jacket? Like, this stole, the Nakamura yeah, wearer? This, this stole my heart and fucking... <laughs> TJ, it cuts over to TJ, and you know TJ's ass knows he's in the fucking doghouse oh, right now. Yeah, like he's just like, oh, you get, why, why are you acting this way? Yeah, like, it's rough. Like if you see Natty looking pissed, and then you see TJ just like just looking like, and then like so Lana, s- Lana says, uh. Like Natty's tagline, like tries to do the best there is, the best there was thing, best there ever and then she, and she gets it she wrong. messes it. It's not even that difficult, and she doesn't do it right. It was just like Lana, In go home. Moment. You are drunk. Like, what are you doing? Why do you think that you are about to train with TJ? What is your? Meanwhile, and then, of course, you can tell Nat's dad and TJ both kind of still like Lana. Like, Lana's, like, a hit with the boys. Of course she is. Just not a hit with the girls. <laughs> so, Natty's like, I just think, why would you want to train with her? And then she asked her dad if, uh, if her dad wants to train, and he was like, I would help. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, then they get into TJ's ridiculous car. Uh, Lana and TJ do. Yeah. And he's got, like, a DeLorean or some shit. It's got, like, doors that, like, Yeah, open those up. open yeah. up the doors, yeah. yeah. Um. At least she's not dressed so crazy for that ride. And she says, you know, so you taught Natty how to wrestle, right? And TJ gives this very weird answer about, like, training her to wrestle like a boy. Yeah. Um. And we get, like, Lana talking about, like, Natty being amazing and her wanting to be as good as Natty, and that's why she wants to train with TJ, which is, like, probably true, but, um, and then Natty's talking to her parents and trying to convince them that... And she she has this wonderful quote, like, that basically sums up Natty in, in a quote, and she's just ridiculous, and this is something that has happened time and time again over the, like, the series, that, like, she just reverts to like lying just straight up lying unabashed lying and she says the best thing to do when you're in a tough situation is is lie lie. (laughs) (laughs) like she literally says like point of fact like matter of fact when you are in a tough situation you know you shall lie (laughs) like so yeah they're trying to think of like what they're gonna like tell her pink eye all of them are pretty gross pink eye shingles she settles on adult chicken pots which is ridiculous although dad dad suggests erectile erectile dysfunction dysfunction. which i thought was like you know 
perfect coming from his ass, and also, like... I wrote, Dad made a boner joke. I wrote, Dad made a boner I wrote, LOL, from Daddy. <laughs> but I love how Natty always calls her Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I Daddy. do, too. I do, too. Anyway. Okay, so we're in Cleveland. Um, oh, God. This Eminem. Scene, oh, my God. This, as somebody from the Midwest, like, I feel, like... Love in my heart for both of these people so much during this scene. So, yeah, they're in... They okay, so first we get a cute moment, though, where they're talking about Maurice's fucking... Maurice's pregnancy boobs. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's like, They have grown so quickly. She's like, I'm a 34D, but by the end of this, I'm gonna be in Ms. Cuts in and says, I'm gonna be a motorboat motor son of a bitch. bitch. And she's like... <laughs> and Maurice loves it. She's, like, laughing, like, yes, you are. I know you will be, sweetie. It's cute. Um, but they're then, like they're going through this like weirdly like suburban like like suburb area, and it's like all like manicured lawns and fancy trees, and you can see the money symbols in Maurice's eyes. Like, oh, we must be going through this neighborhood to find a house to flip. Uh, but you can also see that she's kind of like this is re this might be above our pay grade for flipping. Like, yeah. this might not be. Like, I don't know if we can afford this. I can't, I'm not sure I can afford this. I'm not sure, like, what are we actually doing here? And I wrote here, like, uh, Mrs. Snapely trying to move to Cleveland. I did, too. Like, yeah. My first thing when I wrote down is, is moving back this, to like, the Midwest. He's giving this, like, ridiculous rundown on the neighborhood. Oh, he's like, oh, it's such a good He's talking about, like, public schools. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, grocery stores. on thick. The land around the property. And they show up at this ridiculous house. It's so nice. It's honestly hideous on the outside. It does not, it looks just like every house that like ever existed in one of those disgusting cookie cutter suburbs. I mean this is a nice suburb but like it's still just like those disgusting houses with their like fake ass like fronts. But the inside of this house is ridiculous. It's gorgeous. But I mean it's Ohio. <laughs> Everything is all flat. It's just, like, every viewpoint from the house is just, like, a flatness. And, like, so it's beautiful on the inside, and there's, like, these, like, nice windows that, like, overlook the property. But the property is just, like, these flat-ass, like, manicured lawns It doesn't win over line. Maurice. It does it's not win over. It's not winning over any city girl, let alone, like, a bilingual, like, multicultured, like, no. And Marie we saw their house terrified. in L.A. Their house in L.A. was, like, sick house. I mean, like, but you can't t take that girl away from from all of that, from the nightlife, from all that shit. But she's gonna be a mommy, yes, but she doesn't, she doesn't, she's freaking out. Like, she, like, <laughs> she, I, you can see, there's just, you know, Maurice's really, really unsure this whole episode about, like, what this means for her future in the WWE. And she's worried that, you know, because she already doesn't, like, that basically this is the death knell for her. She doesn't put it that way. But, but it has been the, the, like, it's been the, the fork in many a woman wrestler in the past, so, so she's, she's, I mean. rightfully, she's rightfully nervous about it. And I think combined with, like, seeing the Mizanins and then looking at this house in Cleveland and she just, like, you can just, like, watch her get swallowed up by the possibility that she's about to move to the Midwest and be a stay. Yeah, and, and be a mom. Like, she's like, <laughs> like, 
that is way too much. <laughs> the poor thing. She just starts to lo- a little bit of hyperventilation. <laughs> and, like, crying. I and cry. Like, I'm on the road 296 days a year. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and Miz is just like, no, no, okay, never mind. Okay, so, yeah, Marie starts hyperventilating. She's nervous. Miz, basically, she's like, okay, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. It was just an idea. It's just an idea. I just thought my parents and it would be easier on you. I'm like, he's basically like, never mind. It was a joke. It was a joke. It's fine. It's fine. Um, And then he does this. He talks about not really knowing how to hold a baby and how he looks awkward holding one and how he's never changed his diaper. And he's like clearly trying to calm her down. Like, and it works and it's so cool. And they're just like both so like hot and clueless and yeah in love with each other and like excited about having the baby but like just like scared and it's uh I don't know yeah they're really cute together just really love them yes Eminem. they're great Eminem is great so then we go to LA where we have another great mother our third wonderful mother this episode Kathy <laughs> wonderful wonderful woman uh, so yeah, Kathy and Bree stop in to see Nikki's, uh, rehearsal, like, Nikki, or I'm sorry, like, Bree said she was gonna be in the city, and she was gonna come visit with her mom, and they're so emotional seeing Nikki dance, they're both so happy, it makes them both so proud to she see how graceful she has become, and this new skill they act the, like she has hung the damn moon. Uh, Brie is like, seeing her dancing right now gives me goosebumps. Uh, it's cute. It's a cute moment. They're very proud. I mean, I said that I was impressed by how graceful Nikki looked, and I didn't think that she looked like she was fucking up that much in the first rehearsal. But I did think that Brie and Kathy took that, like... <laughs> really far. It does make me wonder how poor at dancing Nicole may have been at some maybe, other Yeah, maybe at some other time life. in her life she was, like, just known as the shitty dancer, <laughs> or, like, one of the worst dancers, but she just looks okay. She looks pretty good. She looks alright. I mean, good. she's athletic as fuck. She's, yeah. like, She looks she's good, but it. I wasn't surprised that she was good. Um, but anyways, Brie gets over her tears pretty fucking quickly, quick enough to immediately start giving shit about Yeah, being passive-aggressive as hell. <laughs> about how, like, a wedding won't plan itself, and you really can't, like, just, like, plan a wedding a month in advance, and she's picked a date, but she hasn't done anything else, and... Yep. Um, and it's pretty corny, honestly. It's, like, corny of Brie. Yeah, it's really, very corny. <laughs> she's, like, sort of acting... Like, I get that, like, she's excited. Yeah, she's excited, <laughs> and she doesn't, and now she's, like, she's, like, Born. oh, welcome to the fold. Yeah. Welcome to the married woman fold. Now you will have to go through all of the things that I have had to gone through before, and I will help you. And, yeah, she's just stoked, and Nikki's just like, hold on, hold on, like, Mother Goose here. I'm not, like, trying to go down that same path as you just yet. Um, I've got work to do. Yeah, she's like, work first. Like, I got I got work to do. That's why her and John are a good couple. Yeah, that's why they work. They're a very different couple than Bree and Brian. Yeah. Like, there's there's no, there's no there's questioning who, that. This is who Nicole is. But Bree's being, like, bitchy about it. I don't know. It's fine. It's 
you know, it's really not a major plot point. It's it is kind of a major plot point, but the fact that it is is kind of pathetic because it just really isn't that strong. It but just, yeah, it's just Brie being like a sister. Like I would. If I was married or something, and my sister was getting married, and she was being, like, annoying about planning it, but I was obviously, like, supposed to help her plan it or some shit. Yeah, I would just be scared that I was gonna get stuck with having to plan it, or that that I would drop the ball on planning it, and then my sister would be really mad at me, and it would, like, ruin our relationship forever or something. So, maybe. I guess I can see it. But anyway, uh, anything else you want to add? No. We're in Tampa. We're at the training center. (laughs) Okay, this uh, was handled so odd to me. So they do this in a flashback. Right, so, yeah, they fla- <laughs> I wonder, I was like, why is this quote from before? Okay, so, like, yeah, they flash back to Natty telling Lana, like, backstage or something, like... No, to- at the pool, at, like, Natty's house. It's so odd. What on earth? Are they swimming? They're, like, in bathing suits. Yeah. Natty's mom is there. What the hell? Like, they're when like, did this happen? Pool. And it's just like, what? Yeah, what? When did, did Lava come over for this pool date? <laughs> and so yeah, and she's like, the thing is, is TJ has this rare form of adult. He's chick. like, wait, he he didn't tell you? He didn't tell you about his rare form? Like <laughs> he didn't mention anything to you about his chicken pox? And they're just like, yeah, they're in Natty's yard with that weird greenhouse he's owned that all the cats were. Right. <laughs> Anyways, um. So then we're back in the ring, and, and she's, like, you know, she's so talking TJ, to TJ. No, first we get TJ training her. We got, we get, like, an in-the-moment from her, and she's, like, Lana clearly, or Natty clearly doesn't want me to train with TJ. Um, then we get, like, TJ training her, and it's just, like, a little bit and stuff, but he does look like he probably is pretty, uh, cool to learn from. Yeah, he seems, he's very like, really creative. It, it was sort of like when we watched, um, Daniel Bryan's um, training, I want to say Sammy Zayn or something in, like, the first season of Total Bellas, we get, like, a little bit of him, like, and you just get this, like, feel for, like, what they must have been like as wrestlers, and there's a real sort of, like, playfulness and creativity, like, that's... No, absolutely, yeah, it's, it's definitely creative, and he's got, like, an interesting way of communicating, and, like, the way that he said it in the car was that he trained them like boys, that's, that's, like, you know, a little bit, uh... Corny. Corny, that makes you kind of, like, cringe a little, but, like, the the way that he actually executes the training, it doesn't seem like... like not at all. Like, he's not thinking about gender at all, you know? He's right. just, like, thinking about... He just has a really creative way of communicating. Which is maybe what he meant, you know, and it just sounded stupid in the car, you know? Yeah. Like, training her like a man or whatever. Maybe he just meant, like, platonic. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's gonna be platonic. It's professional, but, like... It's unclear. Anyway. We, it does it seem makes like me want to give him the benefit of the doubt about that statement because he just does seem like he'd be cool to learn stuff. Yeah, and there's no, like, weird, like, awkward, like, not I-can't-touch-you type of, sh- of shit. Like, there's no, like... But also, it's not at all sexual, and it, like, doesn't Right, that's what I mean. Sexual. It's, like, like, it's not sexual, and it's not scared of being sexual. It's just very, like, open, honest communication. Yeah. But then she, uh, Lana, afterwards, Lana tells him, like, she's, like, I'm gonna, like, try and use all of this information, like, make notes of all of this. And, like... The, I guess I can't train with you anymore, because, uh... Right, and TJ just, like laughs like which I guess explains like how they can still be together because 
I swear to God, if like the t- by this time, so how many, many lies? Like, how many? At this point, I would be so fucking pissed. I would be like, not a fucking gun, Natty. Like, you did say what, motherfucker? <laughs> but no, he just he laughs. He just and lets out an Italian nightheart. He like, it's not necessarily that he loves it or condones it, but he literally finds it amusing and is just like, wow, like, that's my wife. Like, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that <laughs> is my is partner. Like, yeah, like... So that was cute, and he handles it really well, and he just kind of brushes it off, and, like, the training seems like it's going to go forward. Right. Um, then LOA, Dancing with the Stars season premiere, it's just the routine. Like, we just watched Yeah, we routine. just watched, and I already blew it earlier by, like, telling you guys that she body slams at the end, which I just thought was hilarious. It was cool. Like, I liked that, but otherwise... It was just so wrestle-centric, though, you know, like, really, like, at no point was... N- was, I'm sorry, was Nikki's presence on the show anything other than Nikki as WWE superstar? Like, they never, Nikki like... Nikki Bella, WWE superstar. Right, like, there was no, like... Yeah. There was no, oh, she's training to be a real dancer. She's, like, actually interested in well, dancing and I don't now. know. It was like, just, is it like, like that for everybody? Like, was, like, Nick Liche, like, basically, like, wearing, like, all, all the white... All Right. I mean, probably. Like, I probably, mean, but... I don't know because I don't watch the because show. Because who and cares? I'm not going to watch it. I was not blown away by what I saw here. <laughs> no, <laughs> not not blown away at all. Did not, <laughs> not compelling enough for my Nikki Bella obsessed ass to actually watch so much, any but... of it. Like, did not care at all. Anyway, Tampa. Uh, so we're back, back in to Tampa. T- back to Natty. Uh, she's freaking out. She's, like, being really overprotective. No, okay, so yeah, TJ comes home, and he is, like, he's a little bit pissed now. But he's just like, I'm just gonna, like, poke you about this. Like, hon? Like, what? So, she's just, like, pulled out some old cat costumes or something from the drawer, just casually, and TJ's like, I don't want to touch it, I don't want you to get sick. Right, and he's just (laughs) casually going along with everything, though he doesn't even, like, burst in the door like, yo, what what did you tell Lana? No, no, he's just like, oh... Yeah, nice cat costumes, babe. Like, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to get you sick with my adult With my adult <laughs> And she's, like, trying to hug him when she realizes what's going on, and she's sort of, like, chasing she's him She's like, oh, no, 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 don't be mad, don't be she's mad, don't be mad. He's like, I don't want you to get sick, babe. I don't, don't, come, don't come any closer. <laughs> she's, like, she's the most honest liar ever. Like, she lies so <laughs> compulsively, but as soon as she gets caught in it, she's just like, but I did it for us! Like, she kind of, like, she always has, like, a, but I, but I'm, I, okay, yes, I did lie, I did lie, but I did it for us, I did it for the greater good. Every time I feel like she really is, like, trying to do it. She is. For what she thinks is the greater good, you know. So, they have a conversation about it, she tells us, tells him what she told us, basically, and that she, like, she still feels a type of way when she thinks about him training and not being able to ever wrestle again. And he says that he's okay with it, that he has to be okay with it because he wants to do, he wants to be around it still and he knows that he doesn't get to wrestle anymore. Yeah. So he's like, I have to be okay with it. Like, I just think that whole thing is like really unfortunate for him because of all the things that we know that Natty pulls on his ass all the time, including the compulsive lying. Like, come on, don't mess with his, like, 
his ego, his his entire like comfort in existence. I like, mean, it would probably mean a lot to him to get Lon- turn Lana into a good wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like training, being in the ring is what he misses most about being like on the production side of stuff. And like, you know, she's trying to take that away from him for fear that he's gonna be so sad that. You know, he doesn't get to be in the ring on TV anymore? No. Like, he wants to be in the ring. Let him be in the ring. Like, yeah, let him do it at least in this way. Yeah. So and she comes around on it, and she does apologize to him, and I love TJ so much. He's just watching the way that he deals with Nat. Natty is mm-hmm. so nuts. Yeah. She's so bad. Like, she's such an insane liar. Yeah. And he's just, like, so unfazed. He just absorbs it right up, makes her feel better, and, you know, you just, they just, he just kind of pokes fun at it, and you get the feeling that it's really not going to be a thing anymore. It's not going to be something they talk talk about again. Yeah, it's just, it's over, and I wonder if he does train Lana anymore. I bet he does. It kind of felt like he would keep doing it, but it's not clear. Um... Okay, Houston, Raw. Eminem are going to tell WWE. They tell they go to Corona, who has, like, a very, like, nice, like, he's very much like, oh, my God, my little babies. Like, congratulations to my little babies. When, he, when they're walking out of the room, there's a look on Corona's face that looks, like, genuinely pleased. Like, because, you know, he's Corona. He's such a weird, like... Yeah, he really is. Suit. Yeah, show, but like, you get the feeling after so many seasons of watching these of this show that you you get the feeling that he really like the beginning like watching him like he's be a sort bad of bad guy at the beginning right of the like show. you definitely think right. of him as like as like oh my god like corporate he's like the yeah. corporate manager oh my god he's coming in he's gonna judge your ass like you better be good like but then like by this time in the series like we see that he is like solely just a face he's just like a go-between he is definitely not of corporate like <coughs> fear well he is instilling but the, the reality is is like wwe it's not he's i'm sure he's you know like a reasonable go-between but it's all vince yeah and he's or, like and yeah and he's the one that uh you know so it's it's funny like me and Lindsay mentioned this in our like recap of the rumble but like he is, he's, like, genuinely congratulatory and, like, really happy for his, like, you know, like I said, his little babies, but then he's also, like, and the chain of command works like this. <laughs> and, yes, now I will, like, go up the chain of command, as we do here in the WWE. Congratulations, but I can't guarantee anything. Like, <laughs> right. He, he gives hope that she will He does. He to, sort of hints he, that, like, he's, like, He's like, listen, we have we have protocols. We don't have rules on this. It's about you keeping the baby safe. He was like, but so probably you can't be ringside, but you could, you know, like. Right. But, but he tells them that they have to go talk to Vince, and Which, yeah. I was so excited, thinking, you know, they they fooled me that that I was gonna get the first actual appearance of Vince McMahon on this show. I know, in yeah. Seven seasons. No, but we do get his like infamous little no no cigs yes to the coffee. And then what is that other little symbol? Is that a pencil? No. Like what on earth is on there? I like paused it and really tried to like give it a close up glance, but I, I mean it looks like a pen or a pencil or something. It looks like a writing instrument. I don't know. Anyway 
little freak. So they go in to talk to talk to Vince. Oh, but there is like a little freak out in the in the hall before they oh, yeah. talk to Vince and like. And Maurice says something that I feel like a lot of femmes have said to their more masculine male partners for as, as, as age as, like, a story as old as time, like, you're such a guy. You're being such a guy right now. And it's like, in my interpretation of being such a guy right now is, like, just hiding one's emotions entirely and pretending like everything's okay without being honest about how fucked the situation is or could get. And I think that's exactly what Miz is doing, but as soon as Maurice... He cops to it, right? Right, he's, he's just like, well, yeah, like, I can't freak the fuck out if you're freaking the fuck out, babe. Like, he's like, one of us has to remain strong so that the other one has room to freak the fuck out. Exactly! Like, and then it's like, yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, that's good. That's that's good of you to not be freaking out so I can freak out. And then he's, it's just like, yeah, you get the feeling that they're going to handle this marriage one freak out at a time, and then there's going to be some back and forth on who's the one freaking. Right now, Maurice is going through a lot, even hormonally, physically, and Miz is just kind of like, you know, I got this, don't worry. Which eventually, you know, pisses her off, because she wants him to be honest. She wants him to sort of, like, freak out with her. But when, like, yeah, that little exchange is just so good, because, like, it really, the, the gendered ass, like, old saying of, like, you're being such a guy, just sort of just rolls right off of the Miz. Like, he doesn't take it as, like, a gendered thing at all. He's just like, no, uh, actually, babe, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, keep it stable for the both of us. And she's like, all right, thanks. She, yeah, we get an in-the-moment from her talking about, um, why they're, like, a good team, and how they, And they like, are a team. How they work, to, how they work together, and they live it's together. professional, and, they, and it's personal. Yeah, and that they, they are. They really are. They're, um... Yep, the stuff good couples are made of. They truly are. Um, so we see the sign from Vince's office, they go in there, and then one week later... And it's the Miz making the in-ring announcement. And now he's got he's got the Miz-tourage. Like, and right. is this the first perform or like the first? I remember it of was the like they they came out that week at Raw. Okay, week so it's like they really prepared us for it because they were yeah. like, all right, well we gotta pull Maurice, so we'll do one week or two weeks or whatever with like some performances the with the Miz-tourage and, and Maurice. Maurice, and then we'll, and then then we'll like wean the people off Maurice. So, but yeah, so she gets to announce her pregnancy in the ring. And, and she tells us that she's the first woman in WWE to ever announce her pregnancy on TV. Yeah. Um, which I, which really had me, you know? I was, like, stoked for her. I got chills. Yeah, I was really stoked for her. I feel like a more, I feel like Lindsay, again, in our uh, brief discussion of what happened on the show, was a little bit more critical of it, like, oh, great, like, you know, that's, why why is this such a feminist win but in, in in its way it is it's like it's a it's a step forward when people treat people that are like women who are pregnant are like they have a disease or something it's like okay no like she is empowered woman in the ring telling us about this thing that's going on with her body okay so for me maybe it's not even a feminist win it's a win for maurice like it's her storyline being allowed to continue. Except we see that it doesn't. And well, that's... except for that, no, we don't. She still hasn't even had the kid yet. 
What well, she, right, but she, she hasn't been, like, mentioned. She hasn't been, like, she gets honored in the Raw 25, like, she's retired or no, something. I think she was out in the same group of girls as the Bellas. I mean, I didn't love that, that either. But, no, I think, like, it was clear that she ultimately, that she wasn't going to be pregnant standing, like, Well, we shall see. We shall see what happens. Her baby's due in two months. Yeah. To me, it felt like, it felt like a win for Maurice personally, and it felt like a win for the reality era, which I love. Like, it felt like that, the, like, authenticity of letting her have that moment, letting them announce that, and she talks about how they're heels, but that the crowd is actually cheering for them in this moment. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know that it's a win for feminism or not. I think that all of the, uh, divas kind of see this, um, all, or a lot of the characters on the show still have a preoccupation with, um, motherhood and marriage that, to me, doesn't read totally feminist, but it just does read it makes the, the my image of them as sort of more whole that they like are capable of being multiple things at once. Um, but yeah, uh, Little Rock, SmackDown, Lana, and Natty have a conversation briefly about training with TJ. Um, Natty sort of apologizes. You get the impression that they really are like <coughs> good friends in in life yeah in real life and that like some of this is i mean obviously some of it but maybe a lot of it is producer influenced and that they like work up in the same way that they work up their wrestling personas and their wrestling storylines they work up this beef between them but in moments like this where you just have natty and also i wonder how just fucking bipolar they are because you know i think there's some of that going on too but I think they're very similar people. Yeah. Her and Lana, Natty and Lana. In a lot, you know, they, they, they're, they're different, and Natty's clearly older. But you constantly get this, like, I love you vibe from them. Like, they have these little tips, like, riffs, and then you have, like, them being like, oh, like, but I love you. Like, and, you know, they always hug and make up, and it's all very cute. We get this Natty monologue shoehorned over a bunch of pointless images of the girls and that's when I look of the of the women and when I look at my TV I realize that there's three minutes left in this episode and I'm just like what, what happened? What the fuck is happening right <coughs> now? This is their season finale. This is so corny. Basically like it doesn't even make any sense what she says but she names all of the the divas who are like currently on the show. Like, I wouldn't have it any other way, mm-hmm. and we've made blah, blah, blah. And currently on the show, that being partial divas, the show being partial divas, like, it doesn't talk about, like, Sasha or Bailey or, like, you know, oh, yeah, any yeah, of yeah. the she other. Oh, yeah, just names the ones who are just on the total ones who are on the shows. Not who, not, anyways. It was totally pointless and weird. Um, and then we have the Bellas in a van, I guess, leaving the premiere of Dancing with the Stars. Um, Brie tells Nikki that she has a surprise. I have to say, they do look so great here. Yeah, uh, they do. And Nikki, like, doesn't have any Nikki's makeup not on. wearing makeup, which is so rare in this show, and I just love it so much. Yeah, you do get it a couple times. But, but it's really infrequent. It, it is. Nice. And meanwhile, Brie is, like, dressed up because she just went to Yeah, the yeah, it's like so, this, it's sort of like, vice. it's like sort of like the tables are turned, like, 
you have Nikki in, like, full-on, like, workout mode, like, took off her makeup, is, like, ready to crash at the hotel, and you have Brie in, like, full-on, like, I went out tonight, like, I'm lit, like, like, yeah. Yeah, her hair's up, and she's, like, got, like, darker makeup on than usual, and, uh, and Brie has a surprise for Nikki, and they get there, and it's wedding dresses! It's wedding dresses, and champagne, and and wine, and stylus, and mom, and mom, Kathy, Oh. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep track. I, like, am going to continue to do this throughout the podcast, oh. but <laughs> yeah, we yeah, have yeah. a great, we have a great pantyless Nikki. Uh, oh. she's like, but I don't have any panties. Like, <laughs> just, she, of course she doesn't have any panties. Of course she just came from, you know, Dancing with the Stars, and she's at a hotel room where presumably her belongings are, but no, no panties. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, they've got champagne, they got wine, they got dresses, stylists, and, you know, like, they have a little heart-to-heart where Nikki, you know, says, like, thank you, and this is, and is really grateful, and she tries on the dresses, and of course they're all gorgeous. And she looks beautiful in every, every single, single one, one of them. them. And I also wondered, like, if she's actually going to get any of them, or if it was just, like, a fun, like, sort of producer-influenced or, like, show-influenced, like, idea, but also just, like, I do wonder if any of those dresses are going to be the one. Like, I, I can't see be Nikki real. being, I just like... I feel like Nikki gets her dress custom. Oh, exactly. She's not gonna just be like, oh, thanks, stylist. Like, I just, like, 20 minutes ago came from the set of Dancing with the Stars, and now I'm making this enormous decision about my dress. Like, like, that's she probably, the one. Maybe she got an idea. Maybe she got in classes. Yeah, she like, she got, like, ideas. Like, yeah. Motivation. Or, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then there was another funny, uh, sexy Nikki line where... Uh, Brie is like, Nana's gonna stare at your cleavage all night. Like, yeah, she tries on the one dress, and she's like, yeah, that one is good. And Brie agrees, and is like, yeah, that one is good. Nana is gonna stare at your cleavage all night, though. (laughs) And that's that. End of season seven. Um, then we get a teaser for Total Bellas. Which which we will will be be keeping you up on. Um, Um, (laughs) and, yeah, a little bit of, looks like there's some, like, you know, rocky, rocky relationship shit between Nikki and John. I again, we discussed this, but we can't believe that it's real. Like, I don't fucking buy it. I just don't buy it. But they, I think that if they work it out. Look, this, this show and Total Bellas has delivered on some truly, legitimately painful Nikki, Nikki John drama. But they're, like, I've, I've been following the news. They haven't called off the wedding. They just haven't. Yep, like, they, there's been no, no tweets of a wedding being called off. It's not, it's not, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't buy it. Alright, well, we shall see. We'll see. Alright, so welcome back to Partial Divas. Uh, I'm here with Lindsay York of Bloomington, Indiana, and we are discussing the women's Royal Rumble and the Royal Rumble in general as it pertains to Total Divas. Um, so yes, hello, Lindsay. Hey, what's up? Um, how are you? Doing, doing good. Doing great. Um, All right. I want to put first things first on this whole Rumble thing, and can we just talk about the Colonel Rumble? Oh for a yes. Oh yeah. That I considered to be the highlight for me at least. I'm a I'm a fried chicken gal, so they already had me. But it was I don't know. I thought it was fucking amazing. That was was amazing. Especially when considering the like Reba McIntyre 
Colonel Chicken uh, commercials. Have you seen those? I've seen those, and LG from Thelma and the Sleeves was tore up about it. She was, like, really bummed, and I didn't see the big problem. Like, Reba's a goddess, obviously. Yeah, but she's also a comedian. Like, she had a whole sitcom. Like, I thought it was cool. Like, I was tight. I was a little jealous. I was, too. I would too. like to be the first lady colonel, but... I mean, she looked amazing as the colonel. Oh, absolutely. This one just cracked me up. Just Rusev as the colonel was too much. Oh, my oh, yes. God. Happy Rusev Day, <laughs> his, dear friend. His legs are chicken. His legs are oh chicken legs. And then, yeah, just... Bree Zango, that was too much. I love those guys. Those guys like, are always tops. They're. Do you ever watch Fashion Files? Oh, I love Fashion Files. That's oh, like one of yeah. my favorite shows. Oh my gosh, it's too much. <laughs> I love that SUV rip off or SUV SVU rip off <laughs> stuff that they do. So there's good. that, and then there's like, what is it like, road trip or something, where they have just dash cams. Right, yes. Just, oh, gosh, it's too much. The Lana Russo one was great. Yes. It was good. It was good stuff. Quality Imagine if they had those in, like, the 90s. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that was that was definitely awesome, the the Colonel match. Always love what, they, what the WWE ha- can do with its creative ways of advertising and always advertising in the very most creative ways yes the wwe is the most entertaining capitalist juggernaut that has ever set foot on this earth like vince mcmahon is the best businessman hands down ever like he he could sell you a turd he would (laughs) find a way to make you like be like yeah that's cool that's funny i'll give you a little bit of my time for that man's a genius it's too much the funniest thing to me about the whole Colonel Rumble is I got online and we're reading like wrestling things here and there, and there were some people who were like, I cannot believe the WWE would allow for Ric Flair's last match to be dressed up as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and I was like, yo, that was clearly a commercial. Oh my <laughs> God, that's so people funny. People were like, as you recall, his last match was with Shawn Michaels, as it should be. And I'm just like dog y'all that that was a joke (laughs) it's it's a commercial the wwe universe just really on their toes always the wrestling fans are a unique breed and they it it runs a very wide spectrum you know from like bob mold to like that asshole from high school yeah to us right now Mm -hmm. you know it's too much it's too much so yeah that was that was, that was my favorite part, for sure. I, especially given, like, how poor of a day I was having that day, I cracked the fuck up. I, like, laughed for a good 20 minutes. And I also watched the Rumble with Zach, who's not a wrestling fan at all. And so it was cool to, like, get him involved. Hell and, yeah. like, explain to him what was going on. He did not understand New Day and pancakes. What? He, he was like, why do they have pancakes? I was like, it's their thing. <laughs> I wish they had some bootios, but they don't. So, yeah. Well, the pancakes are better for keeping off the floor if you get thrown out of the ring in the rumble. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Couldn't be surfing on some bootios, you know. Fair enough, fair enough. You also can't stack bootios on top of Corey Graves' pompadour, <laughs> which is 
something that cheers me up. That might be my new wallpaper for my desktop because it's just it's too much. The precision and delicacy that Biggie places in his pancakes. <laughs> oh, Biggie. Yes, no, the mint. Okay, I. Do you want to talk about the men's rumble at all, or do we just want to pick out like fun spots? Like, I mean. Uh, I think obviously. we can we can pick out fun spots like obviously we already have, but I yeah let's I think we should t- we should get going or get to the the women's part. I don't know if you want to start by talking about uh Jerry if you want to start with your Lawler rant. Oh my Lawler rant, my Lawler soliloquy. So Jerry Lawler is he's an important figure in wrestling, and he has been doing the gimmicks and all the shit for years like and it's he's good at it but jerry lawler is a fucking misogynist piece of shit and i don't care if that's what the script writers made him or if that's who he really is i don't like it like the whole andy kaufman thing is endearing to me and then the subsequent jim carrey thing like yeah his participation in that tells me that there's like an intelligent man underneath that gaudy crown but (laughs) At the same time, like, Jerry Lawler made me stop liking wrestling for a very long time. Like, because when I was coming up and watching wrestling, it was, like, 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade. And so, which, if you recall historically, was not a great time to be, like, a blossoming teenage girl. Like, Eminem and Limp Bizkit are the biggest things ever. (laughs) And you're watching wrestling, and you're constantly getting told to suck it. And it just, it was a weird time. And then Jerry Lawler and, like, all the antics with women at that time of the puppies and, you know, all that kind of thing. And just, like, the squirt gun t-shirt contest stuff. Right, right. Just all that grossness, all that Hooters-esque behavior. I just, as a, like, budding feminist, I just couldn't do it. And then, and then, of course, Mae Young gives birth to a hand, and I'm just like, we're done. <laughs> we're done here. I am going to go read some class and figure it out. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so I, I, I strongly blame Jerry Lawler and whatever creative team was going on with the WWE at that time, right. and the WWF, for, like, turning me off, because they were not treating women very well. And it has been so heartwarming, and I don't even know, just, like, I want to say rewarding, because I didn't do anything, but I'm glad I stuck it out. Like, I'm glad I came back to be a fan again now, because everything is so fucking cool, and way more respectful, and just such, way more admirable than, you know, back then. All All we had was, like, Lita back then, and I guess Molly Holly. Like, I don't identify with Trish Stratus and her stupid cowboy hat. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't get down on that. Like that those the women that were wrestling at that time, yes, they were fit and they were athletic, but I just didn't see like they weren't wrestlers. They were they were models, swimsuit models who were just basically like, you know, doing some light moves. Yeah. Until you got, like, someone like Lita who is doing some extreme shit and up the top turnbuckle and, like, taking care of business. There there wasn't a whole lot else going on, and it kind of it was a bummer. And so, like, for now, for, like, it seems like WWE's, like, putting a lot more attention, money, and talent into developing these performers and making sure it's done 
in a way where girls aren't going to turn the TV off at 13. Yeah. It's tight. I have a lot of kids. I have a lot of girls at work, like little girls I work with, like who know what's going on with wrestling and stuff. And uh-huh. I'm not bummed the way I would have been maybe 10 or 15 years ago because there's just so much. It was just, it just sucked. Like, yeah, it was like a fucking Limp Bizkit concert. Right, I, I think, uh, yes, Limp Bizkit did a song for The Undertaker. He would enter to that roll and roll and song. Oh my God. It was depressing. That was, it was just, you, it wasn't cool like it is now. Is this during the time of the, the infamous bra and panty matches? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yes, yes. Bra and panty matches where you, like, fucking start out in your gear and you have to, like, rip the other chick's stuff off. Right. It's too much. Yeah, and I was watching an old Rumble I think it was 2000, is it even 98 or 2000, and I'm sorry, wrestling nerds, if I got the year wrong, but there was a Miss Rumble match, or Ooh. not even a match, it was like a pageant, it was definitely 98, because Luna Vachon was in it, but it, the women didn't get a wrestle, they were paraded out one by one in like robes and lingerie, and like just like strutting around, and I did like it though, because Luna Vachon was not fucking having it and was like scowling and keeping herself covered and like glaring at everyone and being like this is fucking stupid and there were a couple other wrestlers that were like that too and but it was dumb and like Jerry Lawler's like freaking out having his like verbal heart on like all over the place and just it it just sucked to watch I was like what the hell man that's not going down now yeah but also bitch point on Jerry Lawler what, the King's too good to announce the women's match? <laughs> so now we get to it. I, yeah, what the, what the we, fuck, man? Like, so, you don't, it's not worth your time? Well, Rosie and I thought, like, just possibly, that, you know, they didn't want him to announce the women's match because it is live. It is, you know, a somewhat, like, uh, sensitive uh situation they can't have somebody just like popping off of the mouth in 2018 about women when people in the ring women in the ring are actually making allusions to the me too movement you know like i wonder if they deliberately kept him off of it because they didn't want to know what could happen and they didn't want to have that liability so we all agree though that jerry lawler cannot respect women he cannot do his job in a way that is respectful to female athletes in that company. That's fucked up. I'm just saying. I think that's I, fair. I just, I just think it, it. I think it's just shitty. You know, like I don't know. Yep. Like, I mean, and, I, mean, I mean, it was definitely noticeable make... that he wasn't there. So I don't know we can't make Jim Ross get up and do everything. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> but. All right. But yeah, I just noticed that too because I was like sitting there, I was like, "Well, where the fuck did Jerry go?" And I know they had Stephanie do the announcing, right? Or not announcing, but commentary. But like, I wondered what you Stephanie. thought about that. I, I like me and Rosie had differing opinions. I thought that she did a pretty good job. I liked that she sort of like kept them in line at times. Then it did get a little bit too like you know not necessarily sexual, but they were definitely, like, objectifying the women at times, and she would be like, you know, calm down. 
uh, I, I enjoyed that. Rosie thought she totally fumbled it, and it was boring, and she barely said anything. Yep, I agree with that entirely. Like, I forgot she was there some of the time. Corey Graves was killing me. He was talking so much shit about Sasha Banks. I know! The Sasha was commentary just... was, like, killing me as well. But it, also... there, and then, like, you know, Sasha... Sasha's been in this match for so long, and, you know, no one's really... No one's really helping her, and Corey's just like, yeah, because no one likes her. And I'm like, <laughs> like, Zach, like, perked up from, like, reading, and he started cracking up. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, this is what wrestling's all about, the commentary. But on that note, isn't it so exciting that we're going to have a Sasha heel, finally, yet again? Yeah! I was never too much up on the boss. Like, I like her. She's a good wrestler. Obviously, I think she's, like, always going to be a heel. I mean, if Eddie Guerrero is your hero, <laughs> you're shady. Well, she's Take been... Wayne Guerrero. She's been, like, Bailey's best friend for the last, like, several months. And it's just, like, you know, obviously Bailey, Bailey's the hugger and she's the, like, super sweet, nice one. So it's it's interesting that she's been paired with her as this super sweetie. And now I'm ready for her to just totally turn on that whole rainbows and butterflies thing and go back to her roots as a bitch it's gonna be nice yeah i wanted to catch i didn't get to watch raw smackdown this week but i saw clips of her and asuka going at it and i was like yep that's that's what i came to see buddies good stuff all right so let's talk more about uh the women so you're stoked on lita so i'm Uh, obviously lita rocking the times up i mean that was legendary And I didn't think she was coming back, so it was a cool surprise. But what the fuck? Why wasn't Trish Stratus number five and Lita number 30? If Lita had been number 30, I would have pissed my pants. I would have straight <laughs> up peed myself. Like, no, she comes in at five. She's in for like three or four minutes and like gets bounced pretty quick. And I was like kind of bummed about that. Yeah, that but was true. It just tells me she hasn't been... It tells me that she, I don't, maybe isn't, I mean, I know she's been working for, like, WWE doing other stuff, but it tells me that she's not, like, focused on coming back into the ring, and, I mean, that's fine, it's whatever works for her, but I miss her, I love her, she's, she was definitely always someone, even when they're, like, weird edge storylines, or whatever, <laughs> like, still thought it was pretty boss, but. Awesome. Well, I'm glad she made an appearance. As a new wrestling fan, I only knew about her really through you, but I definitely think that she is badass and definitely one of the the coolest parts of the Rumble was getting to see her perform. And the fact that she wore the hashtag Time's Up stuff is just, like, really timely and great to see within the WWE. You know, it's it's like even there people are... Are, are having their say it's, it's nice and you know obviously we don't see what goes on backstage I'm sure there's tons and tons of you know stuff that's less than perfect in the WWE but at least the conversations being had I thank Lita for that that was cool yeah it was definitely it made me proud because I was like I was like oh it's my girl and then I saw that I was like she did it yeah like, and then everyone's like, Chan, you still got it. Because she did. She did a good performance. She, like, nailed her stuff. She did some high-flying shit. I I think she's awesome. I'm, I was very hyped. It, it it was tight. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, the Time's Up thing, definitely, I was like, okay. 
Because there's, I've heard all kinds of horror stories. More times past than now. I'm looking at you, JBL. But, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I was like, I was also, again, back to Vince McMahon being a fucking genius. Like, he is co-opting feminism right now. Like, I know. He's like, he's like, you know, I'm going to make more money off of these women it's, if I encourage them. It's so uh, true. It's so true. It's, it's, it's so, because, you, you know, no one sneezes on Twitter in the WWE without Vince McMahon signing off on it. Oh, no. So, for her to go out like that, it wasn't like... That was is very calculated, but cool. Yeah, I'm glad they're like putting that out there, yeah. and I'm loving it. I'm loving the reckoning right now. I'm loving people getting called out. I have my little sexual assault bingo card, and every time a celebrity <laughs> gets nailed, I they're usually on there, and I can just mark them out. Yeah. Fucking James Franco, he were one more, and I win. Oh no, um, God. <laughs> but yeah. So, okay, so we talk about Lita. I'm sorry if I'm talking too much shit about Trish Stratus. I just, I was never a fan growing up. And for her to have spot 30, yeah, I just, I didn't enjoy. Yeah, but. it was a little, it was a lot. It was played up a lot. Uh, we both, Rosie and I had also talked about uh, the fact that China was not acknowledged. And then you mentioned that earlier, too. Uh that was a little weak. They've, they've wiped, they've wiped Joni off the books. Like I just, and shame on Triple H for that. But you know, she, they just, they, yeah. It's not like a Benoit right, wipe off the books where they like change history. <laughs> they just, they just um, Photoshop Dean Malenko's face over all of Benoit's footage now. <laughs> remove him completely no they don't really do that but they might but winner's history but I mean it's she doesn't get the credit that she deserves she was like the 8th or ninth wonder of the world whatever like she she was a boss and I don't know I wish I wish she could still be around and she was the first woman to ever be in a royal rumble like she was hanging with the big dogs and taking care of business and tossing dudes and no one brings that up. I want to say that Lita had had like other wrestlers names written on her arm or something. Like I couldn't tell, but then I read something later and I ended up looking it up, but that would be I wanna, cool. someone made a comment that like it made Stephanie McMahon have to say China's name. And they were like, ha ha. And I was like, interesting. Cause I haven't really looked into how they all parted ways, but I don't know. Well, but yeah, I guess it, Triple it H doesn't get cred at all. Yeah. So, uh, well, I guess so. Triple H did uh, say her name as part of the twenty-five uh, anniversary of Raw. I don't know if you saw that. I guess that was like two weeks ago now, or maybe it was just a yeah. week ago. Uh, so, I mean, it's not as much as she deserves, but I guess it was at least something. Um. But yeah, that is that is a shame and you know, a travesty, especially to be the first woman in the rumble and not get the recognition at the first women's rumble. That's that's a, a honest that's a shame. Dude, actually I just pulled up a, a picture of Lita from the Rumble 
And yeah, she wrote Luna on her arm. So I'm assuming she also had China on her arm. So nice. that's kind of like Riot Girls hell too. Yeah, Strong totally. Stuff on your arms to like make a point. Yeah. So Amy, Amy's always killing it. I love her. She's the best. Awesome. She makes cargo pants cool again. Yes, I will. I will agree with that. Uh, so, uh, speaking of people not getting the type of match or enough cred. Uh, we both felt like Naya and Tamina were done a little unfairly uh, at this Rumble, especially Tamina. Uh, she's been around for a really long time, and she just didn't have very much time in the ring at all. Um, Naya looked amazing. I mean, I honestly was like, with the amount of energy that they put into her ring gear, she is going to win this thing. She's the she's going to be the winner. But you I know, I thought she was going to take it. She was she cleared the ring. She literally did. They they had. She was wait. She was waiting for the clock. That's like a good. That's yeah. She. Yeah. It, I was. A, it was a I, little bit of a shame that that she ended up, you know, not getting it. But she did have, you know, a fair amount of time in the ring. She got to pull off some cool moves. You know, she was a focal point of the match. But you know, the Royal Rumble is you know historically a place where really big wrestlers do the best because it's all about stamina and endurance and it's just a shame that they didn't write that into it a little bit more yeah i think more in time more of times past like the earlier rumbles i think it was more about that i mean everything's scripted at this point like no one oh yeah you know i mean yeah you gotta go out there and you do have to like take care of business and do it do it well but it's i mean Things are predetermined, and I'm sorry if I'm, like, ruining things. You're crushing my real. wrestling dreams. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, though, like, the other day I read, like, the story of, like, how Chris Jericho found out he was going to win the title, and it was, like, it was, like, the worst. It was, like, yeah, it was terrible. He just, like, Vince was, like, you know why this company's going down the toilet? Because we're giving Jericho the belt. And that was, like, 20 minutes before the match. Oh, geez. Or something. And then he, like, wins the belt. And then everyone's gone. No one can celebrate with him because he was the last match of the night. So he goes back to his hotel and, like, gets locked out trying to get a pizza and no room service. Just, like, this fucking horror story. Jesus. <laughs> like, it's just so sad. So <laughs> it bummed me out. I was like, man, they couldn't even, like, throw him a little party or something? <laughs> yeah, All right. right. Fuck. I mean, you know he was going to win. You could get a cake. Yeah. But, but, yeah, it's, that's how it goes. It so, is. yeah, Tamina, she, what, we don't see enough of her. She's a bad bitch. We don't. She used to she, be one of my very favorites. Before I got so addicted to Total Divas, when I just watched wrestling, she was one of the most intriguing wrestlers to me. Still is. Uh, I, I wish I knew her better. She's been on a few episodes of Total Divas, uh, like when Trin and John got married, uh, uh-huh. but but yeah, I just I really really like her. I like her in the ring. I like her on Total Divas. I think that she's just a really compelling personality, and I'd love to see more of her. Oh, she get that hair up, man! It's too much. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, oh, she's good. Yeah, I like her a lot, and I don't think we see enough of her at all, just in general, like wrestling. Like I feel. When I do tune in, it's it's hard to catch her in a match, but I think she's awesome. 
And Naya, Naya is just, Naya doesn't get enough credit. And it's like, can we learn nothing from Bull Nakano? Like, we gotta start giving <laughs> women their fair share, like, for sure. Yeah. So. And there were a lot of, like, weird random names that, like, Kelly Kelly and Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool, like, she was, like, kicking ass. I was like, who the hell are you? And yeah. that, I think that was after Jerry had kicked me out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> She came in, so. Uh, yeah, I had to look up quite a few of them. Shit, but Jacqueline looked rough. Like, I felt bad for Jacqueline. She used to be, like, super stacked. But I felt like she didn't seem like she was in the best of shape. But also, people don't live forever, so. Yeah. She's getting up there. There, A lot of those wrestlers are, are a little bit older, at this point, I mean, it's not really surprising that Lita's not gonna, like, make some comeback. I mean, I'm still like, are the Bellas even really making a comeback? Are they? Oh, those Bellas can't stay out of the spotlight. Are you kidding me? Goodness gracious. Oh, yes. No. Oh, yeah, the Bell- they ain't going nowhere. But what bums me out is Matt and Jeff are still cooking, and Lita's not. And it's like, I would need my whole team extreme. Like, oh, yeah. I need them all. I need the whole <laughs> set. And I don't know, but Woke and Matt Hardy, oh, that's been fun. I like it. I love it. <laughs> when I have kids, I'm just going to make them uh, read Matt Hardy, Woke and Matt Hardy tweets, and they have to define all the words in capital letters. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Matt Hardy's nuts. I love him. <laughs> but he's just too much. It's just too... I love it when people get kooky like that. I love that K-pop when they just go off the chain. Have you ever watched the TNA matches at, like, the Hardy compound? I, uh, Rosie has. With, like, the drones and the fireworks. Oh, oh my they're God. too much. They are too much. I think Sanity. Did Sanity try to get them? Someone tried to. I can't remember what click came after them. But it was fucking hilarious. Like, they were trying to get the baby. <laughs> all sorts of shit it was it's good it's like it's this like big big mansion and stuff like a pond i don't know it's funny like what do the neighbors think <laughs> but, what do the neighbors so, think of any of, the, yeah. of their of their wwe neighbors i wonder well they're not how much the poor the poor people work work a lot um, what did you think of Asuka taking the victory? Well, no one's ready for her, so I figured it was going to happen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, she deserves I am hyped on Asuka, because again, kooky as hell. Yep. Love the outfit. Love it. She reminds me of like a little Japanese other Lindsay. Like, just, <laughs> totally. Um, I mean, she's a sick wrestler. She's got those submissions down. Her arm bars are insane. Yeah. She'll fucking rock your nose off your face with her knee. Like, she's hardcore, and I super-duper like it. So I was I was definitely hyped on that, and I was glad it was Asuka, and I was glad that Sasha stayed in for as long as she did. I thought her taking the Iron Woman was pretty cool. Like, I did, too. Because her and Becky, like, her and some, yeah, those whole old studies, they, they bring the game for sure. I agree. I was surprised Dana Brooke wasn't in longer because Dana Brooke, while she's kind of like a heel, that little woman is just 
she's stacked. Like, every time I see her, I'm like, your bicep is the size of my thigh. Like, <laughs> oh my god, and you are Mandy-sized. What? Like, this is too much. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I wish she had been in there a little longer. But Oscar went in it, obviously. Hell yeah. I was hyped. Definitely was, too. Over. He's like, baby, you happy? I was like, yeah. He's like, why were they both Japanese? And I was like, because the WWE's finally paying attention to what we want. So, uh, on that note, uh, Rosie has criticism that, you know, not a real criticism, but she's worried. And I see the point, um, definitely. Asuka and Nakamura, as amazing as they are, are fresh imports for the WWE. And their English is not the best. Rosie is wondering, while she uh, agrees that Asuka absolutely deserved it and it was a fantastic match, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we're, she's wondering, you know, are we going to have the type of storyline that we're it, used to having with uh, WrestleMania storylines? Most of what we are used to getting hyped on for WrestleMania is, like, storyline, storyline, storyline. And like Lana says, if you can't cut a promo then you can't be champion. Well, how how is that going to play into the storylines, you think? Like, how is there, there different type of, you know, use of the English language or le- le- lack of dexterity with it going to affect the storylines, if at all? Uh, the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> I love it. Like, Zach's like, they keep pointing at the sign. I was like, yeah, Vince gives them, like, a grand every time they do it. And I was like, the commentators get 300 bucks every time they say Road to WrestleMania. And then as soon as I started saying that, they started using the Road to WrestleMania, and he looked over. I was like, yeah, that's all they're going to say until it happens. Wait a minute. Is like, that true, every- though? Do they really get paid to do no. Okay. Oh, my God. I was just like, no. I would totally believe it, dude. I would totally believe it. But, but the way they do it, you're like, yeah, are you getting the nickel every time you say that shit because there's a lot of pointing yep (laughs) but but okay so the language thing um oscar i think brings an amazing presence with it because like she's when ember moon was in the ring she was making fun of her oh yeah i i honestly i think that she does a great job her gold dust little interaction that cracked me up i watched that clip four or five times (laughs) still because it's just I think Asuka's got it, and I think Asuka has an understanding. And we also need to understand that we are, uh, we're, we're, in, we're in WWE Universe, where, you know, the Bella Twins were initially not twins, remember? Like, one would slide under the ring, and the other oh, one would right. pop out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, maybe Asuka and Nakamura had some, you know, they did some of that muzzy or some of that Rosetta Stone on the way over, and know a little more English than they're letting on. True, I've wondered that as well. I've wondered that as so, well. So I think that might pop out as that might be something where maybe some people are talking shit, thinking they don't know what they're saying, and they do. Yeah. But I think also those two came. They didn't come to be on the bold, the beautiful. They came to wrestle. They did, and they came. Yeah. So. And they rule at it. Nakamura, I, I love him so much. I love both of their personalities. I, I agree with you. Like, Asuka's got such a like, awesome spunk and like, quirkiness and like, almost like silliness to her personality. Yes. That she, she doesn't really have to say anything. Like, the communication is all there. I loved it when she was with, uh, uh, I can't remember who her like, mixed uh, tag team 
match it was. was. The Miz. It was the Miz. That's right. Oh my god, that <laughs> was, was so cute when they were talking together and stuff. And he was just like, "Yeah, what she said." <laughs> like, yeah, that oh, was yeah. awesome. And I love that. I love. The, I love the the mixed tag team. It, they did a good job. They really paired everybody up super well. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was super cute. Yeah, like. Because at first, like, on paper, you eat Asuka and The Miz, and you're like, God damn it, why would you do that to her? But The Miz is growing on me with the whole, like, total divish thing. He's, I, I've always hated The Miz. I've always just been like, you are that jerk from high school. I know. Who would not stop making jokes in class and being a jerk. I felt but, like that when I first, again, like when I first started watching wrestling and I didn't have the Total Divas, I thought both The Miz and Maurice were a joke. I was just like, what the hell? Like, this is so terrible. And then immediately upon actually meeting them in Total Divas, I was, to- my socks were totally charmed off. I love both of them so much. The Miz especially, I feel like he's like, I I definitely hated him so much. I mean, Maurice is is gorgeous and has a lot going for her that I liked immediately but the Miz and then I find out that he's from the real world and then it all just sort of came together and I was like you know what yes Miz like you're doing it and even though all of that stuff would seem to make you a bad person I love it like it's working for you you're just a you're just a homie from Cleveland like you're chilling (laughs) Oh my god, when Maurice cried when she thought they were going to move to Cleveland, I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, the only thing I don't like about The Miz is I heard, like, he used to make fun of, like, how Maurice would talk and, like, her learn- trying to learn English. Because both her and Lana's, like, forced English accents or American accents when they have that little twang that yeah. comes in, that, like, Eastern European here and there. I just, I don't like it. I wish they would just have accents. I wish they would sound like the villains on Rocky. And well, I think... I'm cool with that. <laughs> I don't know that much. Uh, I feel like Lana, knowing her personality and knowing how much she loves to act, I really feel like Lana's accent is, like, way over-dramatized. Like, I feel like she's really putting that on for the cameras. Like, how the fact that sometimes she says, like, Rusev, and sometimes she's just like Rusev, like, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, watch Lana actually be, like, from fucking Kansas, (laughs) no, exactly, uh, she's, like, layered it up enough, (laughs) right, and I think Maurice is, like, French-Canadian, so she's not really, like, from too far away, but, like, yeah, obviously her family, uh, I'll speak French, and oh man, I remember the episode, was that this season where we meet her mom? Just also another gorgeous French accent. Oh yeah! She, the Miz wants to give her mom a gun. <laughs> right, yes. Because <laughs> people keep breaking into their house. That, that's a recurring theme <laughs> on Total Divas. Um, we're gonna do a whole episode just on breaking and entering to, uh, total divas homes <laughs> uh one of these days um but yeah uh so cool i'm i'm i'm, st- I'm stoked on that all that stuff too on oscar winning on uh the the different type of like storyline we're gonna get from that um let's see is there anything else oh yeah i guess like one of the most uh cool things or you know at least notable things about the Royal Rumble was the entrance of Ronda Rousey. And 
that annoying ass, but totally cool, uh, Joan Jet loop. <laughs> okay, first of all, this is like, this is the worst. We made so much progress as women in the as women in the WWE. Yes, I'm a part of that. I'm in the WWE. We are all first, a part of I'm the women we, of the WWE. We made progress. <laughs> And then this chick comes in. She doesn't have her own shtick. She's ripped off Roddy Piper, which is fucking annoying as shit. Yes, the Joan Jet loop, also irritating. And you just get a WrestleMania match. Like, right. She hasn't been announced as a match, and I'm sure there's, like, lots coming with all that. But you just don't get to, like, walk in and be like, Point to the sign. <laughs> And it's like, no, you gotta, like, carry Triple H into WrestleMania. That's how you're getting to WrestleMania. You gotta, like, carry him in a couple times or, like, be a background person before you can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, you don't just get a pop in. I, I, I'm annoyed with this in general. I'm annoyed with her anyway just because I feel, I don't know why I'm annoyed with her. I don't know. It's, it's. She's not Brock Lesnar, all right? <laughs> but she got her ass kicked like CM Punk. But Hello. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I get why they're doing it. it it's going to make them some fucking money. But it's going to make them money. I hate them. I hate it. I don't think she's going to be able to contribute. And I don't think she deserves it. Like, all these other women have made their way up through the ranks. Like, you know, you don't. You don't get to skip NXT. Right? Like, you have to go on MTV Tough Enough, you stupid hoe. <laughs> like, but, like, that's where I'm at. I was just like, this sucks. And I hope she gets her fucking ass kicked. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure she will. Uh, I wonder if she'll make an appearance on Total Divas. Part of me kind of hopes not, because... I like my our, OG girls. No, our families are our family's fine. Our family's not, fine, indeed. Like, <laughs> Ember Moon can come over and hang out, but yeah. we're not taking other members right now. <laughs> right now, we're full. Um, we are okay. So, I mean, on that Rhonda um, note, uh, you mentioned a controversy with her earlier, and I was like, I'd never heard any of that, so I just like Googled ronda rousey controversy and sure enough the first thing that comes up is uh an article about from like the daily beast or something uh no actually no so yes about her book so uh, an autobiography including like a pretty uh detailed account of her beating up an ex-boyfriend um the reasons, I guess, are pretty legit, like not wanting to have your nudes shared. Um, but yeah, it, it, it brings up an interesting question in, in the time of, you know, the Me Too era where it's like, okay, well, that's still actually domestic assault also. And you just bragged about it in your book. And what would this be like for a, a male wrestler um, as opposed to a woman? You know, it's just, it's interesting and I wonder, yeah, I wonder what people know about that, or if, if anything. Well, like, and I'm so glad this is going on tape. Um, I think the f first, the important thing to do is to um, 
maybe separate and define domestic assault and domestic violence from abuse. I think like, and I'm trying to figure out how to say this right without like setting myself up for crucifixion in like 10 years. But, um, <laughs> Be careful. Age. But, um, so like I have a very complicated domestic past in, in a variety of ways, not just like partner violence, but like familial violence. Like I, it's a bit, it's a thing. It's a thing in my life. And I think that when you are in a position where someone is taking your keys, someone is trying to prevent you from leaving. And I love when like people are like, I, you know, they like frame it like, Oh, like I just did this. They minimize, but it's like, I bet when that was happening, that's not what was happening. Like exactly. Like, you know, so it's a very intense situation and it's one where I'm assuming well, I'm assuming I'm sure a lot of mutual violence can occur as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to acknowledge like what mutual violence is and that women do fight back. And they My mama didn't raise no bitch. Like I'm not gonna take that. Absolutely not. And I will fight for myself and I will fight for my life and I will not stand for stuff. So when it came to that, I was like I understood where she, what she did and why she did it, and that dude's a fucking idiot. If your girlfriend is Ronda Rousey and you're like trying to like physically square up with her, and think you're gonna like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like her job is to kick someone's ass. So, but bragging about it and writing about it in the manner she did was really inappropriate and gross, and I didn't like that at all. And you asked, like, if it was a male wrestler, would it be the same way? I don't know. Let's ask Jerry the King Lawler, who has had (laughs) domestic violence charges. Let's ask Scott Hall, who has beat the shit out of people, who has killed a man, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I don't, I don't think for, I don't think for a male wrestler, there would be any controversy at all. It would just, it would be a thing in the paper, you know, briefly. We'd make a couple memes, making fun of it, and then it would go away. Or they would go away, like, you know, like yeah. old Enzo. Like old Fire. Enzo. Uh, me and Rosie have not actually addressed that topic uh, as a couple yet to our listeners. But if we could just briefly touch on that, because I'm interested to pick your brain about it. Um so yes, Enzo, fare thee well, um, or not? I because I don't used, care. <laughs> I used to like Enzo a lot. Like I thought the whole shtick was cool, the big guy, little guy thing. Adored it. Um, you know, I was sad when they broke up, and I watched his career. And I want to say they split up around this incident time, like October. I, yeah, I, it was, I was trying to do that directly lined up but mm-hmm. I feel like there was a change yes I remember I mean this is around it has to be around the same time that they that they yeah like that they stopped that they went single or that Cass so that was... makes me wonder if Big Cass found out about this incident and was like I'm getting the fuck away from you I wondered about that too and of course I wonder about Carmela because she used to be their valet 
And, you know, and she's, like, very much a part of that whole little, like, Jersey team. Um, and, yeah, I w- I'm wondering if she's ever, you know, been witness to any type of, you know, or even victim to any of that type of behavior from Enzo. Um, and, and I mean, like, obviously, like, we were never there. I be- I'm always going to believe someone who calls someone out on stuff like that. Because to call someone out on stuff like that... If you're making that shit up, that's that's really crazy. That's really, really wild and damaging. So I'm always going to be like, yep, I believe you. You don't need to, like, explain to me. I don't need to see, like, forensic evidence. Like, if you're telling me this happened, then it happened. And it's shown me that a lot of wrestling fans, men in particular, are still ugly as sin when it comes to this kind of stuff and, like, are, like, going to bat for him and being, you know, just, like, that whore and she's done it to someone else and blah, 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 and just, you know, not... I don't know. It just sucks. But I think the best insult to injury in this whole affair is that they ripped Enzo's face off the production trucks and replaced it with the hurricane. Oh, oh, my, oh my God, I didn't that. know that. <laughs> yeah, it took his ass off the trucks. That's so good. put the hurricane over it. And you think about it, the hurricane probably did replace him in the Rumble, because I'm sure they had that lineup set for a while. Yeah, totally. And so that's just cracking me up, too. Like That is crazy. Like, they ran out. Okay, speaking of running out, I was looking, we were sitting down to watch the Women's Rumble, and I was, like, sitting there, and I was like, are there even 30 women to be in this? Like, <laughs> like I was like, did they get the moolah from the grave? Like, like it, what's yeah. happening? Who's coming? <laughs> so, I was very pleasantly surprised with Vicky Guerrero. I loved it. Loved it so much. It was so good. As soon as I heard that, excuse me, yes, (laughs) and then she wouldn't stop. She did not stop. Zach was like, "Why is that woman doing that?" I was like, "That's her thing." I was like, "That's her deal. That's her. That's Vicky." You know? Yep. That I love, and I love that. Vince is having those kind of folks come back and do stuff too, you know, being like, let me toss Vicky Guerrero five grand to come squawk for literally 90 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And her fucking, let me speak to the manager garb. Right. And her, with that hair that. Oh my God. I thought it was my mom. (laughs) Okay. I do want to, I want to give some props to you. Uh, Do you, do you recall Sonya Deville? Oh, yeah. And her performance. Oh, my God. It was like a Lady Steve Blackman. Like, it was insane. (laughs) Yes. I was, I thought she was the bomb. She was taking care of business, and I thought she did a really good job. I was super, I was super about that. Yeah, I like Sonya Deville. Uh, I thought it was cool uh, seeing the the newbie Ruby Riot up in there, too. Um, Old Miss West Lafayette. Yes, Um, yes. Indeed. You know, we saw her actually at a Chikara performance here in Philly. It was her, like, farewell performance. Uh, So when we saw her, like, get inducted or, like, you know, taken into the WWE and, like, then making, like, main events and being on TV, we were all just kind of like, what the fuck? 
look, like this is this girl that we literally just saw at Chikara. It was pretty surreal to see her rise within the WWE so quickly. And then, yeah, to be a part of that historic Royal Rumble was pretty cool. And I do like that, you know, like we call her the West Lafayette girl, but like I like that she looks so much like us, you know, looks like such a normal girl. She's not like a supermodel like Lana or something, you know. I love that she's getting her time to shine and she's worked really hard for it and her Chikara match was amazing and like had the whole place in tears. Uh, So, yeah, I just I think she's the best and I was glad to see her there. Yeah, I like Ruby Riot, and I like the whole Riot Squad, even though they're so mean, and they're going to get their asses whooped <laughs> hard eventually, and it's going to be awful for them. I, I, I do, I agree with you entirely, like, they have normal bodies. Sarah Logan, or Sarah Morgan, whatever, I can't, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> she, she looks like a normal person. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know, it's cool. I, I, in the West Lafayette thing, like, Garrett and Kelly told me that, and I was like, of course she's from Lafayette. It all makes sense now, because <laughs> Lafayette's Lafayette, but I don't know, like, I, I like, yeah, I like her a lot. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'll buy it. It'll I'll be interesting it. to see where she goes and how that comes along. Uh, Rosemary's coming to the WWE I heard and I would love it if she I wish I wish she could be sister Abigail I think that would be tight Ooh. but then we would lose the whole like crazy Rosemary thing she's she's a wild card I'm just thinking of other like newbie goth weirdo <laughs> people <laughs> truly I, um, I, I, I so Paige was injured I think I, I don't think she was ever going to be in the rumble was she I don't, I think she initially was. It's like she came back and then she immediately got injured. And I don't think. I thought what I heard is she's not coming back. Like she can't wrestle anymore at all. Oh no. What Which I would not like. I liked Paige a lot. I do too. I mean, speaking of these goth girls, but yeah, Paige has been one of my favorites. I've always enjoyed her in Total Divas too. And I love that she's a, a Brit and she's just really cool that sucks though I'm very sad to hear I wondered if it was like something having to do of course I go here but like with drugs or alcohol uh or if it was a for real actual injury well her and old old Berto Del River were uh beating the snot out of each other in an airport oh so really I don't oh yeah that's like a couple months ago a while ago there was like some incidents but you know i don't know i mean first of all you i don't see how wrestlers do it you're not supposed to shit where you eat like you cannot be banging your co-workers like i've never had good experience doing that and i've never known anyone yeah it is uncanny well, how many of them people. but uh it just doesn't usually seem like a good idea. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to Paige. I don't know if it has anything to do with all that or what. But it's. I, I wish she could be around more. I wish I could make my own little rumble list. <laughs> yes, I as well. So I'm trying to think of some other things that have happened. Let's see, we talked shit about Rhonda. Oh! The controversy. Okay, so we've talked about domestic violence and how that's not cool, and it's especially not cool to brag about it. 
But the controversy I was speaking of is um, on Twitter, the WWE posted, like, we have Ronda Rosie here and her candid thoughts on all this stuff. And then um, I think Nikki or Brie, I think Nikki Bella tweeted, um, who else? T- I want to say Nia Jax tweeted. And someone else tweeted, and they're like, uh, maybe you want to talk to the 30 women who just made history? Maybe we want to get some of their thoughts? Wow. And they're really clapping back, and I loved it. Clap back, Nikki. So, I don't know. I don't recall exactly all of them, but I am I know Nikki. I'm pretty sure Nikki was one of them. And I, I just saw a couple screenshots online, but they were they were definitely saying what's up yeah i wondered how they felt about it i mean it's it's weird to to work so hard for for something and then somebody who hasn't been there at all just shows up not only just shows up but shows up at the very end and then is apparently you know going to wrestlemania which it, even if for nikki and brie who are like the the superstars of you know the quote-unquote the the old divas division and the queens of Total Divas and Total Bellas, even they treat WrestleMania like it's gold. Like it's something that they like really aspire to get to do every year. And it's not a given. It's not just like something they take for granted. So for Rhonda to just, you know, show up and immediately be on that level has got to be frustrating. Well, and also, okay, insult to injury. You're like someone new shows up and I'm like, yeah, Asuka. She ain't been there that long. There are a lot of people in that ring who have been going at it way longer. That's true. And weren't getting... Yeah. I think there's only 20 women in there anyway. Was there 20? Or... No, there's 30. There was Never 30. mind. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Edit that out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, you know, have Asuka taking it, and then you have this chick showing up, and just because she... Re- you know, UFC good a couple times and then got her ass whooped. She gets to come to WrestleMania. Like, what is that? I can I can see like a lot of people being very annoyed and very upset. Yeah. I mean, especially people like Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks who have just been nonstop. Like, I feel like just going super, super, super hard for so long. Yeah. Also, okay, so Mickey James. Oh, Mickey. Can we just like make her go away? Between I would like her Native to say, American garb at WrestleMania I was last gonna year. Say, okay, so interestingly enough, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but since it's happening uh, today at work, I work at uh, a comic book store. We like we're looking through the previews, and I like to check out the WWE comics. And there's going to be this amazing cover coming out um, with Bailey as Rosie the Riveter. On the cover. This is the main cover. Then there are three, uh, what do you call them? Sorry, uh, the alternative covers, uh, the variants. And one of these variants is a drawing or like a depiction of a Mickey James action figure, and she's got the full Native American garb on the cover. So it's it's like a, a picture of the toy. And the toy is wearing the, like, full headdress and, you know, everything that she wore to WrestleMania last year, which was in such poor taste. And then to continue it on, um, 
with a, a cover of a comic over a year later, or, you know, nearly a year later, it just really struck me. I saw that today, and I was just like, what is happening? Is this real? Like, are they are they really going for that? I... That blows my mind because again we're like we get so far right and so we have Bailey right we have Bailey as Rosie the Riveter but then the the variant is a white bitch dressing up like a Native American like how is how has this happened yeah it's again it's like one step forward two steps back well not only that but you had a goddamn like nine months to not do that Vince like <laughs> you had nine months to change your mind from letting her do that at WrestleMania to putting that comic out. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. I mean? Like, how is yeah, this? It, 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 why? Why? It just, yeah, it was gross because WrestleMania is tight. And I was trying to explain this to Zach. I was like, everybody gets awesome outfits. Like, you step yes. out. Like, everyone steps out for pay-per-views, but WrestleMania is it. And you got, like, the New Day dresses Dragon Ball Z. Like, and it's awesome. And you love it. It's all those things. And, yeah, poor taste, just in general, but yeah. she, whatever, whatever. When God, she can't be getting any younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, a, not a huge fan of Mickey at all. Yeah, me but neither. I, I haven't been a fan of her, and I'm going to admit, a lot of it has been her costuming. I don't like the flares. I was a, I was opposed to the flare gene situation before i was even before the like the native american uh costume thing even happened i was already like wow this girl cannot dress herself for the ring like she does not have good stylists and at first i was kind of felt sorry for her like oh she's just aging out of you know what's timely in in pop culture yada yada and then she shows up with the headdress and it was just like oh god no, I actually just hate this bitch. Like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah, she definitely... She definitely, yeah. She can go. She can go anytime. Go away. All Get right. Out. Well, we're okay. pretty much... Oh, oh, wait, what, you got more? What you got? Uh, the only other thing I got is Naomi's beautiful fucking save with the chair. Oh, my God, I know. My queen. My wonderful yeah. queen. Uh, Rosie and I were lucky enough to see a, uh, Naomi Natalia, uh, dark match at SmackDown. It was very amazing. It was everything I would have dreamed it to be. I felt so close to my, to my superstars. It was amazing. So yes, though, Naomi has been killing it as usual. And that save was phenomenal. Yeah, that was tight and, you know, comparable to the Kofi Kingston. Right. Um, yeah, we were cracking up. Getting creative looked, there. Yeah, I'm like, this is this is what happens. This is how this goes. Like, this is why I love wrestling, because this is how people are. So, yeah, it was super tight. I really liked that. I thought it was, it was just cute. It was just cute and funny. It was and, cute like, and I'm fun, glad yeah. The fans were cool about it, and they weren't, like, shoving anyone around or nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, and you brought up language barriers. I mean, Kyrie saying she's just a little Japanese yacht captain. Yeah, you know, that's true. I, Which I think... cracks me up, too. I'm like, how rich are you, Kyrie saying, <laughs> that you were just mastering the world? 
world of yachting. <laughs> and then like oh i don't want to do this anymore i shall become a wrestler in japan where it's like the biggest of deals <laughs> like what okay cool all right yep i love her i love her so much you know who else i love from the may young classic uh oh you know i can't remember her name now she's got the crazy long be- braid uh, uh damn we're gonna have to edit this i can't remember her name do you know who I'm talking about, though? The I'm trying to remember. The only other one I can think of is the runner-up, the, like, crazy, like, queen of ace of spades or whatever. Oh, yeah, that, that girl that is cool, too. That gnarly. Her and Sonya Deville are both just, like, monsters. Like, they are just that high martial art caliber wrestler that I love because it's just so effective and so proficient. You got to go back and watch, like, some Steve Blackman matches, like – Dude was nuts. Like, just, like, former black bill and just get the kendo stick out and just whoop some ass. Oh, but yeah. He, he was, yeah, yeah, you got to check some of those out. There's some more wrestlers like that who are just very, like, proficient. And they are reminding me of them. But Which I like. Again, it's not just some chick who looks good in a swimsuit. These are people who are doing some awesome professional stuff and on the next level i don't know hell yeah okay i just looked up my my long hair my long braid girl is uh bianca belair definitely Mm. killing it i'm hoping to see more of her i hope she is uh around for a while yeah i uh man classic was tight i watched most of it there were parts where i that was a lot of TV, too. Like, <laughs> if you think about being, like, a diehard wrestling fan... It's you know, so between, much commitment. It is a lot of TV a week. I went over to Garrett and Kelly Keese one time, and Garrett's like, do you know how much wrestling I have to watch this week? He's like, I have, like, 12 hours of wrestling to, like, <laughs> to get through. And I'm like, do you even like it anymore? <laughs> you seem upset. <laughs> but no, I mean, you got, like... Three hours a piece for Raw and SmackDown. Yep. You don't even have Sunday Night Heat anymore. That was another two hours. And then plus any pay-per-views. Yep. It's, it's a too big, much. It's a commitment, but, you know, it's worth it. We do it out of, it's a labor of love. Um. Oh, absolutely. I love it. It's fun. <laughs> it's tight. Um, I have a couple things I want to chat with you real quick about, just, like, pseudo-wrestling related. Like, I really think you need to, I mean, probably just cut all this crap out or stop recording um but okay well gotta, wait one real quick before we go yeah. to like edit stuff out uh for for the end i just want to say uh that while doing some just like basic like recapping of the royal rumble today i discovered a statistic that i was a little i mean i wasn't shock shocked but okay here's the statistic um the highest paid women in the wwe make almost 36 times less than the highest paid males. And that statistic just really actually did surprise me. I did not realize that it was that large of a discrepancy. And especially when you have, like, you know, John Cena married to Nikki, you know, and they're, you know, how much, or, you know, they're not married yet, but, you know, you you think of them as, like, equals. You know, John Cena's been in for a lot longer. You, you can assume that he makes a lot more than Nikki. But how much more? 
seeing that statistic makes me really like question a lot of these you know again we were talking about relationships within the wwe earlier but like how much more does the miz make than maurice like how much more does john make than trinity and how do they reconcile that within the relationships and how does that not become something that is you know difficult is not like a huge frustrating part of their lives like i don't know i just did not really think that it would be 36 times yeah, thirty-six is a pretty huge number, a pretty unacceptable and the, number. And that, I, would the, say. I to just to give some uh, to 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 do uh, fuck, what do you call it? To just give some credit, I guess. Uh, Scar- Scarlett Harris at the Daily Beast was where I got that number from. So I don't know if she's lying, but it it seems to be pretty well documented that that's a legit statistic. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's definitely not surprising. It's. It's unfortunate, and I think it illustrates, like, even though, like, things are evening out in certain areas, respect-wise and credibility-wise, it's, Vince could do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also interesting because, I think as a woman, if you are wanting to have a family and you are wanting to do anything like that, your time in the WWE is already limited. Like, it's already, like, I don't see Maurice ever doing much more than valeting. You know what I mean? I don't see her having too many more matches because after having, like, kids and stuff. You know what I mean? So I just, Mm -hmm. and, like, even, like, with Nikki, like, I'm like, yeah, of course they're going to come back. Of course they're going to come back. But, I'm sorry, Nikki, but Brie, I don't see Brie being... I don't see Brie mode being a thing the way it used to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so you got to like look at that and you got to be like, hey, Vince, like you need to pay them equal, if not more, so they can like step aside when it comes time and not have to like worry about how they're going to do it. Or, or look at how so many of the w- women who have retired, like what they end up doing, they end up just like, online fitness stuff and you know what I mean they don't get that full career yeah the way I feel like the men do too because if you also think about the men like yeah I guess he kept May and Moolah around you know and they would come and do kooky stuff here and there oh yeah I forgot to mention that May Young is the one who won the Miss Royal Rumble oh and Jerry the Clean Lawler was so mad and then mark henry came out and covered her up because she straight up flashed her like 83 year old titties oh all over mass and square garden oh that's so awesome but but yeah i think like i think it's yeah it's totally inappropriate and it can be better but it's also reflective of what we do now anyway like how the world is now anyway pay in regards to pay in consideration of pay and how women have to have families and support them and like FMLA and paid time off and all that kind of stuff that we fight about in our daily lives. It's the same, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think Vince is paying Brie to stay home with Birdie. No. I mean, he is through Total Divas, but like not, she's not getting paid with her. You leave. Right. That was interesting. That was in that last episode. They were like, when Maurice tells them that she's pregnant and that old jerk off is like, 
Well, we have protocols. We don't have rules, but we have protocols. Right. Like, what the uh, hell does that mean? <laughs> Sound like a James Bond villain. We have ways of dealing with you. Right. Like, what? Really? Ugh. So gross, but not surprising. Not surprising at all. I mean, this is America. We hate women. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lindsay. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's been really great having you on the show. Absolutely. I love talking about the WWE, and I definitely love talking about women, women's issues, what's going on, and it's pretty cool to see how they intersect in the WWE universe. Thank you. Yes, that's what we're here for. That's what we love to discuss here on Partial Divas. So, yes, thank you so much. We'll have you back again soon. Uh, bye. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we promised we'd tell you guys about SmackDown. If you guys were watching, you would know that SmackDown was by far the weakest WWE product that week. Definitely. Um, a little bit of a disappoint, but not too much of a disappoint because first thing we saw the amazing Naomi and Natalia in a dark match. Dark match. This, it was, was walking, literally walking into reassigned seats because no motherfuckers showed up to this thing. Like sold out my ass. Yeah. So we've got like significantly empty. They we got closed, like the entire up. Right. They just had an, an amazing WWE uh, fashion. They had just like dark blankets over all the empty seats, so you couldn't tell that they were empty. But assholes like us who couldn't afford real tickets who were supposed to be up in the nosebleeds, our sections were, like, totally blanketed off. So we got these amazing new seats, much closer to the Very ring. good seats. And we come in, and we're looking for our new seats, and we just hear the, the Naomi. <laughs> and you like, yeah, the lights go off. The, the, every, I cried. I'm going to be honest, I cried. It was beautiful. It was amazing. But I honestly, sat down next to some strangers and didn't even realize that wasn't my seat. Uh, but honestly, aside from that, like, fucking nothing happened. Yeah, I, it was very... Nothing lackluster. happened. It was, it was a totally non... Uh, like, nothing of a, a smack. They were tired. It had been a long weekend. So. Long weekend. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into the... Well, okay, first of all, I would like to preface, um, or, you know, proceed what we just said about SmackDown to say that literally me and Rachel and our respective partners attended this event, SmackDown, together. Every single one of us had the flu. All of us. As did probably most of the city of Philadelphia. 26 people died In that Philadelphia week. of the same flu that we all had. So we were not... Not that none of us were at our best. None of us. Um, we, you know, molten, at least me and uh, Rachel's boyfriend had fevers actively at the time. Um, it was a cocktail of Dayquil and Budweiser. Yeah. Literally, I washed down Dayquil with a hams on my way to the event. Um, so, we weren't feeling our best. The Rumble itself, I'm not going to go into really any detail on to avoid being redundant because we do have this interview with Rachel and Lindsay 
talking about it, I was too sick to participate in this interview because I flu. That's also why this episode is delayed by like a week and a half. Yep, sorry guys. But uh, we're better now. Obviously, you can hear I'm still a little throaty. Uh, I assume you all appreciate the lack of shrillness compared to my usual tones, but those will be back <laughs> sooner, sooner than you could hope for. Um, follow us on Instagram. We are partial under partial divas all at par, <laughs> starting that over. Follow us on Instagram. We're at partial divas. Follow us on Twitter. We're at partial underscore divas. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, and um, any other podcatcher you really can think of. And you can email us at partialdivas at gmail.com with any thoughts, questions, concerns, or if you uh, think that you have something that you want to talk about on the podcast and you want to be on an episode, we're off until uh, Total Bellas comes back. I'm not sure when that is. I kind of think it's WrestleMania. Probably. Um, which is two months Which is now. two months from now. So we definitely have a lot of flexibility in terms of what we're doing with episodes, but I think... Both of us are pretty much in agreement that we'll be coming back starting with covering season one. Season one of Total Divas. We're going back. Going back to the beginning. Going um, back to our roots. Eva Marie, here we come. Oh, yeah. All red everything, baby. All red everything. Uh, so, look forward to that. I'm not sure exactly what the format's going to be. If we're going to dedicate whole episodes to single episodes or if we'll handle chunks at a time. But stay tuned. For more content in that region. Um, and yeah, till next week, this has been Partial Deeps. <laughs>